Hey everyone, welcome back to episode two of season two of the Keeping It Local podcast powered by First Federal Bank. I'm your host, Richie Burke. And on today's episode titled Road to Retirement, we're going to be talking about transitioning and selling your business. We'll be covering topics like when is the best time to begin planning for a retirement transition or sale of your company, what you need to consider when selling your business, how to build that professional team of advisors, what all the available options are to sell or transition your business, and more. Joining me for today's episode, we've got Ron English, a partner at Hippenmeyer and Riley, Megan Ratowski, a partner and CPA at Bull Moose Financial, and our very own Brian McManus, Senior VP of Lending right here at First Federal Bank. Thank you guys for joining me today. Good morning. Thank Good you, Richard. So a lot of business owners, I feel, get to a point when they're ready to sell their business or retire. They may be thinking about it, but they really have no plan in place and the business may not be set up to really move forward and outlive the founder. Um, when should business owners start planning for retirement or transition in their business? So I think from my perspective, and this is coming from the legal perspective, there's no set time. Um, what I usually recommend to my business owner clients is that three to five year window. That allows them enough time to do the mental assessment to figure out what do I need to do to transition to that next stage? Are there areas that I can clean up? Are there things that I can do? I think something most of us can relate to is selling a house. Before we might list our house, we might do those honeydew projects that we've been putting off, painting, cleaning up a room, that kind of thing. Same thing on the business front. You want to make sure your books look good, um, your affairs contracts are in order, and that allows you then to take that next kind of step to sell the business. From an accounting perspective, I think I agree with what Ron said. I also think when you, at the beginning, when you form your entity, Thinking about what, how you're going to get out of that is important because that may make a difference in which entity you choose at the beginning. Although I don't think it precludes you from anything if if you need to change along the lines. Um, we did just get an email over the weekend of potential client looking to start this process, and he put a 10-year time frame out. He said, I'm 65. I want to retire by 75, which the age there surprised me, but it's his perspective was, I think I need 10 years to get this done. I mean, maybe not the whole planning process, but um, so I think that's just another end of the spectrum. I think that's great advice. I'd love to see a 10-year plan. Um, obviously, as the banker, I obviously see a lot of sh more short-term plan, especially if we settled into this pandemic over the past year or so. I think people who weren't considering making this move prior have decided that they wanted to jump in and explore those options, and some of them were starting to consider options. Hey, can I get out of this in three months, six months without realizing everything that goes in with no plan and with no team? And I think that's a big focus. What we wanted to talk about here today is that you need to have good advice from both your accountant and from your legal counsel to prep for this. As it, it isn't as easy as a transition as saying, you know what, Monday I'm selling my business and let's see how this goes from there. And, and what are some of the other considerations that people need if, the, if they're going to get a good value for this business? What should they be doing over this? I know a 10-year plan is very rare and you'd much prefer that over the six-month plan, but um, Ron, kind of like that three to five-year window. If someone, if someone's like comes to you and they're like, I want to sell my business in three or four years, 
what do they need to do to maximize the value that they're going to get out of it? Yeah. So I think I have a client who's actually a family member and he's in that three to five year window. And what he did is says, I know I want to sell my business. What do I need to do? And he might not have all the tools. So what he decided to do was to take a few business classes, go to a seminar that then kind of gave him a blueprint or plan. And that plan was, okay, I want to make sure I have manuals for how to produce all of my products. That way, if a new owner comes in, I know that they can take over and there's all those steps laid out. I'm going to make sure all my contracts are foolproof. My work with vendors are there. Um, I, in this case, you know, buy a new building, make sure everything's set up. So it's that kind of turnkey model, right? We know in residential real estate, turnkey sells the highest price. So you can do those things. Um, you know, the business owner who doesn't know where his contracts are, there's a whole bunch of past due statements, uh, people owe him money. That just looks messy. And it's going to drive your value down and make it harder to transition through that process. Right. So having, having the books cleaned up, making sure you have actual systems and processes in place, hopefully some long-term contracts so there's less risk of that new owner coming in. They know the cash flow is going to be there, especially in a service-based business, which I can feel gets a little more tricky when if the founder is the, is the face and has a lot of those long-standing relationships. Most definitely. I also feel it's important to know how you want to get out of the business. You know, are you wanting to sell the business, get all your money on day one and sail off into the sunset? And I think some people think that that's how this always goes. Some people want the long-term cash flow of holding on to a piece. Maybe they own the building, but have sold the business that's within it. Or in a lot of situations, in order to sell the business, the owner may have to hold back a portion of the debt. For instance, you sell the business for $2 million, you know, they get bank financing, put in equity for a portion, but you're still holding half a million dollars of the debt to the new buyer, um, which is a lot of times advantageous to the buyer, similar to what Ron was saying, to keep that owner somewhat invested in the business to help make the transition smoother, because a lot of times the, the current or prior owner is the business, has all those relationships, and it's a way of keeping them involved in making the business transition smoother. And I think people also have to understand that if you don't want to stick in and phase yourself out a little bit, it may lead to a slightly lower selling price. Yeah, if I can build on that. So the classic sale for a small business owner is I'm going to sell the assets of my business. There might be what Brian referred to seller financing. So that's where the seller says you can pay me over time. And Megan can touch on it, but there's tax advantages to that. Um, in addition, a new owner might want the old owner to stay around and be a consultant. Um, so they often will sign a consultant agreement that includes a non-compete. That gives a new owner protection that I'm not going to start up a competing business that's going to take away from kind of the business that I'm selling. That also gives the old owner, the seller, cash kind of coming in a longer term. Once again, there's tax advantages to that. So that's kind of the classic sales model, but you can, you know, everyone wants something different and you can customize that to kind of what you're looking for. I think that, yeah, we mentioned the tax consequences. So with the seller financing or an installment note that can defer some of the gain out into the future. And that brings up the point like you should probably be talking to your personal financial advisor too. And, and what are your family's goals and cash needs going forward? Do you need the big payment up front or can you plan so that you're in a position where the seller financing works for you? Because maybe that's 
more advantageous or easier to stomach for the buyer. That all makes sense. I'm glad you guys touched on that too, because I feel in the media, especially myself who started a, a business in his early 20s, you see the the big cash out, the big buyout, and you think that's the reality of selling your business is you get this $2 million check and you can drive out into the sunset right away. And that is rarely the case as, as you guys went over. Um, Megan, you just touched on hiring the right professional team or team of advisors. Who do you need in your corner when you're going to sell your business? And how do you vet those people out to make sure it's a good fit for you? Well, being a CPA, I definitely recommend a CPA because you're going to want to know the tax consequences of the transaction. And I would, I mean, we'd never recommend looking at the tax consequences first. I mean, you want to look at the whole business transaction, but there's, I mean, there's some attractive things you can take advantage of, like long-term capital gains rates, or if you are a C-Corp, there's a 1202 exclusion for small business stock, where if you've hold it for five years, that gain is 0% taxed. So you wouldn't want to be eligible for that and then sell it in four years and miss out on that that gain defer- or that um, gain exclusion. There's also a qualified opportunity zone where if you have a whole bunch of gains, you can invest in that and get deferral and potentially 0% capital gain along the way. So I think... I think you want to make the business plan first and then see how that affects from the financial side. Megan, has the has the capital gains tax of over a million dollar transactions jumped from 20 to 38 yet or is that still pending? I, I think that's still a, a plan. I don't know that that's fast yet. Has, has, that, has that altered the way that some of your clients are looking at things? Because a lot of people see that plan from Biden and they're like, oh, it's only going to hurt the mega rich people, but they don't really think about the that small business owner who might get that once in a lifetime payday of four million dollars, for example. And, you know, that extra twenty percent on four million dollars is eight hundred grand in in cash essentially. Well, I I mean I do think it's gonna affect the small business owners more than like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk because they're Be- Bezos is good as fi- good at finding some loopholes around that. Well not even loop they're yeah. they're they have wealth. So until they have a transaction, right. there's not going to be any tax paid. But yeah, someone like yourself or a small local business, they need to sell to get that wealth to continue living. So I, that's who I think it's going to hurt the most. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Brian, anything to add on on the team, team of advisors you need around you as a small business owner looking to sell, interested in selling? Well, ideally, the business owner would already have a team in place. Right. Hopefully, you're not waiting for a transaction to really start involving your attorney, your accountant, and your banker from that standpoint. But I think it's important to talk to all the interested parties and not just one and really lay this out as a plan. I think a lot of people have, like you mentioned earlier, almost the delusions of grandeur, right? I can just go ahead, sell this, walk off into the sunset. But sometimes it may take years. I mean, just an example, let's say you can sell your business for $2 million. Sounds wonderful. But if you still have a loan out there for one and a half to remember, you're not getting $2 million. You're going to get $500,000. So you start to plan. And this is where working, especially with your accountant, also comes in helpful is let's do this over three years. Let's hammer down the debt and make strategic moves to increase the sales price of your business. So this is where having that three to five year plan, or if anyone actually has a 10 year plan, like me can mention, you don't hear that too often, but that's great. It's just really knowing on the front end to be able to maximize what you get. We've seen a lot of people work their whole lives, sell their business, and then realize at the end of the day, they got a hundred thousand dollars 
net out of this transaction. And I don't think that's what they were looking for heading into their retirement when their business was their retirement. So the long-term strategic plan is really, um, really important. And that's what this team is for. I tend to coach my clients on don't be penny wise, pound foolish. And what I mean by that is you oftentimes small business owners, they've worked 20, 25 plus years and they are very hardworking kind of bootstrap kind of people. I'm going to figure this out on my own and only go to the lawyer when I need the lawyer, the account when I need the account, the banker when I need the banker versus engaging us earlier. Sure, it might cost you a little bit of more money, but it allows you to lay out those steps to maximize that value, maximize that return. Where if you take the other approach, you could you know, jeopardize or lose out on some of those value. The other kind of just human nature thing I see is, as Brian touched on earlier, um, a lot of these business owners have been at it so long and now they just want out. And so they kind of don't run through the finish line, so to speak. You know, they, they've put so much effort and they're just burnt out. You really need to make sure you run through that finish line and that's going to help you achieve that big value. So there's going to be work at the end. It's not like, all right, I'm ready to sell. Here are the keys. I'm out of here. There's work to kind of make sure the books are in good order, the business is in good order, so you can sell it and maximize that value. Yeah, work at the end. But a lot of what you guys are alluding to is putting in the work up front or just having that be part of your daily, yearly routines as a business owner, having systems and processes, having clean books, having that team around you. Like You don't need to wait till you're ready to sell or till you create that three-year plan to be doing those kind of things on your business. Um, and then we did want to touch on what are the available options to sell or transition your business? I know we did touch on those a little bit, but do you guys want to elaborate on on that? I mean start here and allow you guys just to jump in because I think as you start to plan, you get the small family businesses and the plan is, hey, I may want to transition that to my son or daughter or to some other family members. That's important for the whole team to know. Are you willing to bring in maybe a broker or look third party? Hey, I'm just trying to maximize value. Some people want to look at the benefits of putting together an ESOP and give their employees some ownership piece. Um, Depending on the method that you choose to go there has a whole different path that you may need to take. And those types of decisions, it's good to think about ahead of time. You know, if you're going to decide you want to leave it to your employee, set up an ESOP is going to involve a lot of significant work with both your accountant and with your attorney. If you're wanting to just transition that to the kids, you may realize, is this an option for you to try to cash out the most upfront or have them pay you in time? You know, um, are you really trying to maximize the dollar if the plan is really to lay it off to your son or daughter? You know, if you're going the third party route, well, then it probably is a time to maximize what the value of the business is and maximize the cash out. But those are all things that you as an owner would need to think about ahead of time to help your team plan your best strategy because they're completely different paths to take. I think some, you know, brutal honesty with yourself, reflection is important. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about maximizing value and that's an important aspect. For some clients, it's, I want to see this business continue on. You know, I poured my heart and soul into it. It's part of me. I want to see it either for, you know, my children's generation or whoever I sell it to. Because usually if you sell it to somebody that's not family, it's somebody, an employee that might be working for you, kind of a key man situation or a competitor, but someone you've grown fond of trust to help take over your book of business. 
So I think it's you know important to understand what do you want out of this? Is this a legacy thing? I want to see my business continue. I want to know that name's going to you know move on. Is it all about value and I'm going to hire a broker and maximize the advertising behind it? So I think it's important to understand and then we can customize the plan from there. I think the point on legacy is really important. Um, I would hate to work for 40 years my whole life on a business and then just have it blow up. And then, I mean, I don't know that anybody feels good about that. Um, And it also a little bit different than planning proactively for your retirement. But what happens if something happens out of your control? Like We had a client this year in his mid-30s, four kids, ended up in the hospital with a brain bleed and they didn't know what the outcome was going to be for that. So, I mean, just thinking from his family, like, is he prepared with life insurance? Does he know who gets the business and that kind of thing? So I think your point, Richie, about planning all along for an exit is important because sometimes it's out of your control. That's a great point, Megan. We're talking to clients all the time about succession plan. You know, you're even talking about your business here. What happens in an unfortunate incident that maybe you get in a car accident after? How does your business continue even when you're not ready to exit? And I think those are the reasons why you really need to be thinking long-term because rather than even just the retirement track, which we've talked about a lot here, is what what if? And I think any good business owner should always be asking that question and always have a plan to help for the stability of the business, whether you're looking to fully get out or something unanticipated happens. So I think that's a great point. Makes sense. Any any closing thoughts or advice to business owners, people looking to sell their business? I mean, I think as we've all alluded to, it's never too early to start the conversation or at least know what's out there, know the landscape, know what I should, you know, have that conversation. If you do have a lawyer with them, you know, go out to lunch, grab a coffee, something like that. It never hurts. I'm also a big believer in every, you know, couple of years to have that conversation, reevaluate where you're at. Am I on that right path? You know, do that reflection, that honesty with yourself. I think you're a lot more clear in your decisions when it's not a pressure situation. So if you're talking about it in hypotheticals, when it actually happens, you're going to be prepared. Yeah, and I'd agree. Just plan early. And I think Ron's point of reevaluating that regularly helps as well. Plans change. That's okay. It's just important to have a plan. I think that's the key takeaway. Great advice. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Richie. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keeping It Local podcast. Again, that was Ron English, partner at Hippenmeyer and Riley, Megan Rotowski, partner and CPA at Bull Moose Financial, and our very own Brian McManus, Senior VP of Lending right here at First Federal Bank. I'd like to thank them for coming on and thank you for listening. If you've gotten any value out of this episode, please make sure to share it. Share it with a business owner. There was a lot of good information on that podcast. And just a reminder, the show is powered by First Federal Bank. We'll see you next time.